the sisterhood of the bottomless mimosa. Happy New Year! Wow, you beat me to it. Happy New Year! Welcome back to the Sisterhood of the Bottomless Mimosa 2019 edition. That's right, and this is your favorite host. Just kidding, Melissa. <laughs> this is your least favorite host, CJ. <laughs> um, and welcome back to the podcast, and more importantly, our 20th episode! <laughs> Um, we're really excited to celebrate the new year and a huge milestone for us, number 20. And so we just decided that we were going to do a little special theme today, which um, for me is going to be a millennium theme for the year 2000. And what are you doing, CJ? You'll see. But know that it is related to the number 20. And I'll tell you why when I get to my lady. That's all I can say. Cool. I'm a woman of mystery. I know. I know. That's why we love you. So yeah, happy new year and we're back and we're two weeks away. Literally today is the two week mark until we are in Seattle attending day one of PodCon. And that's today is the day we're recording. So by the time you guys hear it, it'll be even less than two weeks before we hit PodCon. But luckily, there's still time to donate to our GoFundMe page. (laughs) Please click the link in the description box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we're really excited. We have this episode one more, and then the third will be happening in our Airbnb in Seattle together. Uh, 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 uh. I'm so excited. I'm so I know. excited for that. Yeah, we're going to be popping bottles laughing we won't even have to facetime each other anymore we're gonna, gonna get be sick. hammered on that episode i know like sitting across from each other <laughs> yep just, oh my god it's gonna be so much fun yep so we're and really excited we um we officially got all our info for podcon we will be boothing it up on sunday january 20th is that right yeah 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 mm-hmm so if there is a single Seattle listener out there who's going to PodCon, please come see us. We have a table uh, and it will be full of delightful objects, but those will be revealed in time. This is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, super excited. Really excited. Oh, also for anyone who's listening, and I've talked to some listeners already, we finally got some swag for PodCon. We ordered some stickers. And I have a little mini street team of folks across the United States who are going to go stick them stickers in cafes and bars and things like that. And if I haven't already talked to you about this and you'd be down for something like that, we would totally be willing to ship you some stickers so that you could paint the town with the sisterhood. So just let us know. That's right. Um, also, special shout out to my cousin, Madeline Salazar. Yes who uh, 
has generously offered her creative services to helping us not only create our logo but all of these seven billion thousand additional requests that we had and needed in order to actually create and produce the collateral um she was a fucking trooper she's definitely part of the sisterhood gang that's the show super responsive i felt like i was emailing her three times a day like oh can you do this can you fix this can you make this and she was just super (laughs) cool about it and really quick on the response so big ups yeah um she has her own instagram handle where she does some fucking spectacular watercolor art um i think she's taking a little hiatus right now because her job's hectic but if you wanted to check that out i believe her handle is salas.art s-a-l-a-z period a-r-t so go fucking check that shit out i think she has an etsy page too Mm -hmm. i think in the description of our podcast not the episodes of the podcast itself there's a link to her a page or her instagram so you guys can peep that yeah she's really great seriously go look at it um any other fun facts on your end um i guess just quickly i went to florida for christmas as i discussed previously uh and i went to key largo and i will move there like that is going to happen i don't know when but it was like similar but different to when i first came to new orleans and i was like oh yeah i'm like i'm about to live in this place key largo is just you would love it melissa really island life it's probably similar to like what you saw in bali yeah like just people just doing their thing like bartending to get by there's like just cool beach houses around none of them are particularly fancy i'm like i just and it's just blue like beautiful blue waters and palm trees or iguanas running around like it's so chill i loved it so much but like what's the status on the monkey population um the monkeys were in a very specific part of a forest that was far away from the keys so you're okay, safe good. from the monkeys okay good yeah um they were really cute <laughs> i don't know why you hate them so much oh my god remember when i told you well i told you why i hate them so much i told you that when i was in fucking bali i had to watch monkeys gang rape each other in the butts oh and it literally just like scarred me for life they sound pretty horrible. I remember you posted a few Instagram clips of them trying to steal stuff. Yeah, they steal stuff. They steal your kids, steal your wife, rape your children. Like, it's a real fucking crisis out <laughs> They're there. stealing everybody up in here. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the video, I posted a video of two monkeys on Instagram where, like, one is, like, steals something and runs off with it, and then the other one chases it away. Like... <laughs> They're they're little. They do seem a little bitchy. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, they they're also they, really cute. They're not cool. The monkeys and raccoons are on the same uh, category for me. What animals do you like, Melissa? Like every other animal. <laughs> you like cats. I love cats. You love cats. I like dogs. I like reptiles. You like, I like rabbits? Mm-hmm. Didn't you want to get like a rabbit or yeah? I wanted a or something. I wanted a lion-headed uh, rabbit for the oh, longest time. Same. They're so cute. I know they're really cute. They're the funniest looking things. And yes, I also want a mini potbelly pig. Uh, who doesn't? But then they grow up and they get really big. And then you look ones. at them and you're like, you would be so much better on a no. frying pan. Stop. <laughs> 
She's like, I love all animals except pigs, raccoons, <laughs> monkeys, <laughs> squirrels. I mean, everybody hates squirrels, though. That's fair. Um, I'm kind of stoned. I'm not going to lie. So let's move into the, <laughs> okay. let's move into the wine review. review. Yeah. Okay. Should I go? Yeah. So we are recording on a Saturday morning. Because I had food poisoning on Wednesday, so we had to oh, postpone. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm such an asshole. I didn't even ask how you are. How are you? I'm totally fine now, but my eyeball is still literally a blood explosion. Shut up. Yeah, like people can't even look at me at work in the office because my eyeball is completely covered in blood. Why tell the listeners what happened? Um, I got food poisoning. <laughs> And I threw up so violently that I, like, exploded a vein in my eyeball. And so the whole eyeball is just, like, a giant bloody bruise. You probably look so cool, though. Like, I can't see it on the phone, but you probably look like such a badass. Well, it's funny because... I like there's some people at work that have been like holy shit what happened to your eye and then there's some people that will say nothing because I think they're like they're like dude she got like in a fight for sure (laughs) well knowing you um but no it's pretty it's pretty bad like it's looking better today but I'm talking we're going on like day five of me having a bloody eyeball so like when the fuck's this shit gonna heal word but yeah, so that's, try not to barf so violently that you explode your eyeball. It's not cute. Oh, speaking of nasty, disgusting things, I have a mystery rash on my leg since I went to the Everglades last week that has not gone away. It doesn't itch. It doesn't hurt. It's just like this weird, it looks like a giant H just like on my leg. I have no idea. So if you're a doctor and you're listening and you know what I have, please let me know. Mimosasisterhood at gmail.com. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> Yeah, talk to you soon, Dr. Starr. Um, <laughs> Girl, you just killed me. <laughs> if only... The, unfortunately, the <laughs> listeners don't know the Dr. Starr topic because we decided to completely cut it out of our episode three <sighs> throwback podcast, um, but we got some good stories around that. I'm that. gonna go back today and listen to the uncut version of that episode. We should just post, that. we should literally post one episode that's like all of our ramblings that we choose yeah. chose to cut out and like I, post it all in one, just do like a bunch of back-to-back clips of the nonsense that. that we have said that no one's heard yet. That is so fun, we should do that. We should do that. Oh my god. That's great, and we can use that as on like a time when we can't record or something. Yeah. yeah okay good idea 2019 plans great great job melissa killing it um okay, okay so i because it's fucking 11 right now um i'm drinking my typical coffees and baileys um and i got a solid buzz going because i started drinking at 9 30 um this morning and i'm on my second cup and i haven't eaten anything so this is gonna be a good episode for me and a good start to my saturday hell yeah that sounds great what about uh, you? I am pretty much drunk from last night, so <laughs> decided not to continue drinking this morning, uh, <laughs> uh, but instead got a little bit high and I'm now drinking coffee. So I don't know, nice. Can I, say, can I say that on a podcast while I get arrested? No, we've said worse things on our podcast. Yeah. I'm not actually high. I just said it as a joke. 
Well, it's legal in California, so... Yeah. I didn't say I'm, what I was high on. Exactly. So, you guys will have to figure it out. At <laughs> uh, us, your guesses on Instagram. <laughs> so, yeah. I am not drinking this morning. Uh, I am still trying to sober up. So, just drinking my basic bitch Starbucks iced coffee, which is thebomb.com. Backslash Fuck about yeah. us. Fuck and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. I'm, I'm also rubbing amethyst in my hands right now, guys. I want you to know that. I was wondering what that was. Yeah. Can you hear? Oh, shit. Can you hear it? Uh-huh. Oh, fuck. It's okay. It doesn't sound bad. If for once, it's not audio issues, guys. It's just <laughs> me rubbing amethyst together. <laughs> All right. Anything? What else? I, I don't know. I think we're ready to go. Yeah, I think we're ready. So, Melissa told me that I was going to scream when she said who her woman this week was. Well... I'm going to lean back. I hope you scream. (laughs) Okay. But, again... So, so like I had mentioned earlier, I'm going with a millennium theme. So I wanted to choose a woman that is specific to the 2000s. um, Well, we're still in the 2000s. But, like, right when it hit... Like, Y2K, bitch, you know? Yeah, And so... (laughs) And I didn't want to do anybody typical, like, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, like, TLC. I wanted to do, like, somebody different. So she is extremely well-known, but also very, very unknown. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm just going to go into it. Great. Um, so today, I am covering a awesome y2k bitch who goes by the name colleen ann fitzpatrick (gasps) but who's better known by her stage name vitamin c i do want to scream but i'm holding it in uh and for those that don't know who vitamin c is she's an american pop music singer songwriter record producer actress and dancer who's most famously known for her extremely popular song called graduation friends forever who she is now because <laughs> who doesn't know that song i just see the video so clearly in my head <laughs> right what was that other song she had that other song too the happy it, one smile smile that's what it was called yeah those are her two most popular songs but the cool thing is that fucking do you know where she's at today no exactly So that's why, yes, (laughs) so that is why I'm so excited to talk about her because I feel like she's one of those artists during that time period where people know very limited info about her Mm -hmm. and it's much more complex and she is just killing the fucking game today in 2019. So I'm stoked for her. So let's get into it. Um, Vitamin C was born in Old Bridge, New Jersey in 1972 and was the youngest of three children. During her high school years, she 
was a dancer who danced professionally in several TV ads and also starred in her high school musical. And she later attended New York University, graduating with a Bachelor of Arts degree in English. And fun fact, she lived in the same dorm as Sarah Silverman. Hmm. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Okay. Um, while in college, she made her first screen debut in the John Waters feature film Hairspray, her co-stars being Debbie Harry, the future lead singer of the band Blondie, and Sonny Bono. Wow. Right? Who is, for people who don't know, who shares past husband ex is that how you call it late husband ex yeah because he's dead now but they broke i don't know but yeah he's dead (laughs) sorry yeah would you yeah he was killed by a tree while he skied yeah no not not gonna ski no um so vitamin c formed her first band in 1991 with her friend and now husband michael koch and they formed the band called eve's plum and then a year later in 1992 they got a record deal with epic records releasing two albums and seven singles between 1993 and 1995 before being dropped by their label for failing to achieve any mainstream success but they stayed together until 1998 immediately following the breakup she decided to look into a more dance pop music solo and that is when vitamin c was introduced to the world and she eventually signed an album deal with electra records in 1998 so her first debut solo album called vitamin c peaked on the billboard 200 at number 29 and was certified platinum by the riaa the album's first single called smile climbed to number 18 on the billboard hot 100 and was also certified gold by the riaa so she just like fucking knocked it out of the park first album right which is insane considering her first band eve's plum like no one knew who they were right yeah so she i don't know how she managed to do that but just like insta boom right it's weird how that happens to certain people yeah not you us know? No, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so her second single from her album me myself and i unfortunately failed to chart mm-hmm. however her third single graduation friends forever made a huge impact on the radio peaking at number 12 on the top 40 mainstream chart number 38 on the billboard hot 100 and number two on the aria charts and was certified platinum in australia the song is considered a landmark in graduation theme songs and is still a hugely popular among graduation parties and ceremonies today in fact it continues to appear on the itunes music chart at the end of every school year since its charts inception like that song is never gonna go away wow i didn't realize people still listen to it like that they're still fucking it up every may yeah just like boom song dropped as we go also like anytime you listen to that song before graduating high school it's like you want to think like how sad and sorrowful you are to leave all these evil villainous people and it's like 
ew i never want to see any of you fuckers again right yeah we're like like, sobbing like (laughs) it's like no i hate all of you as we go on we'll remember i'm like i don't remember any of you like i don't (laughs) i don't remember anything uh so it's all a fucking lie guys but check it out it's a great check it out um but if that's not enough then in the summer of 2000 a dj from the republic of ireland picked up a copy of the song while he was in new york on vacation he took it back to ireland and it became one of the biggest hits in the year 2000 in the republic of ireland peaking at number four in the charts and it still receives massive airplay each summer there today wow that's so random that- Irish are fucking with graduation every year. So not only did she like kill it in the US, she was booming internationally. So what does she do next? She decides to take advantage of all of the marketing opportunities available to a pop star, which basically meant she licensed everything she could, including her own doll to her own shade of lipstick that matched her signature orange hair. Wow. So the Mattel Vitamin C doll was a hair activity doll that came with changeable hairstyle extensions available in orange and red. And the doll also came with a microphone and platform shoes. The vitamin C lipstick shade was made by Tommy Hilfiger. Wow. Is that, did I say that right? Tommy yeah. Hilfiger? Yeah. Uh-huh. Which clearly, like, had to have made her a gang of fucking money. Word, That's a great yeah. brand to be, like, getting your lipstick, you know, labeled from. Especially in 2000. That was yeah. like, all the rage. Yeah. And then she was also turned into a video game character. For what game? So in 2001, the video game EA Sports Triple Play featured Vitamin C as an animated baseball player. What the fuck? And they played her song in the video game that's titled I Know What Boys Like. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Vitamin C. Okay. Real creative. Um. <laughs> so then after she made like a million dollars branding herself she decided to get back into the music industry or get back to focusing on like actually creating music but that didn't go so well so in the late 2000s she released a song called the itch which was her first single from her second album that was called more and the song and the album bombed terribly in the United States. Mm-hmm. It only ranked 122 on the Billboard 200, but it did somewhat decently in Australia and Ireland. Then she released a second single called As Long As You're Loving Me, which had almost zero promotion from her recording company. And the song failed the charts like entirely in the u.s like it didn't even make the charts in the united states Mm. so therefore her third planned single was scrapped and she was dropped from electra records Mm. so she like went really 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 high and then like catastrophic bomb on the other side um however however the lgbt lifestyle magazine so so gay dubbed the album the epitome of the electropop genre 
Okay. So boom, bitch. There you go. <laughs> That's all you needed. That's all you needed. That's all you needed. Yeah. <laughs> if the gays like it, then you won. That's exactly. That's why <laughs> Kylie Minogue is still around. Oh my god. <laughs> True that. <laughs> oh god, it's so bad. <laughs> so much copyright infringement on this episode. I know, huh? Um, Thank God no one's listening. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Regardless of that album crash, the February 2001 issue of Cosmopolitan magazine still voted vitamin C as one of the fun and fearless females of the year. And she was honored by the magazine at a luncheon in New York City. That same year, she was ranked, which isn't even that impressive, number 76 on the Maxim Hot 100 Women of 2001. Well, she made the list. (laughs) She did make the list. She made the damn list. So then it was back to music again, and Vitamin C signed with V2 Records in 2001 and began recording her third album over the course of 2002 and 2003. The first single called Last Night was released in July 2003, and it was a cover version of the hit song by The Strokes and sampled Blondie's Heart of Glass. But the single failed to chart in the U.S., and it did really poorly in the United Kingdom by peaking number 70 on the U.K. Top 75. <sighs> so what she's a, just what like... What about the Republic of Ireland? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, music's just, like, not being her friend again. Like, she just got, like, one chance, and then it was like, no, nah, you don't get any more. Um, so she decided to shelve her third album which like was written and was waiting to be released into the world but after all of her like repeated fails she packed that album away and it's never seen the light of day again so it still exists it's just not been released but she didn't stop there she decided to spend the second half of her music career helping other artists gain fame um, by mentoring them, producing their albums, and helping them write lyrics for their songs. And she's also done several on-screen projects. A few of her greatest millennium appearances include cameos on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, The Brothers Garcia, The Amanda Show, The Sausage Factory, which I have no recollection of. want to go there mtv's the andy dick show and celebrity boot camp well and dracula 2000 oh yeah sorry i forgot to write that one down and dracula sex with dracula while levitating over a bed i have never seen it yeah that in and of itself is worth seeing just about seeing (laughs) i saw that real quick side note i saw that when i was like 13 when it was in theaters and it was a friday night where we did theater hopping we would do that like every so often. Yeah, yeah. Do that where you go buy a ticket for one show. You just hop from show to yeah. show. That was one of the movies we walked into, and then we walked out of it like halfway through. We were like, "All right, bye." So, bye, Dracula. Good times. Good times. She also appeared in what was my favorite movie dur- during that year, the romantic comedy film Get Over It, with Kristen Dunst and Cisco. 
What is this movie? I've the never heard of it. best movie on earth. Cisco like, and Kirsten Dunst. I've literally watched this movie 70 billion thousand times when I was in high school. What's that? Are we, are like, it's Cisco when and Kirsten a couple? No, so they're all, so it takes place in a high school and they're all trying out for a play. I can't, Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm-hmm. And so they're all like they've either all been casted in this play and the whole movie is about like their constant um practices before showtime and it's just like the relationships between the characters the high school life whatever whatever and she she's in it and cisco's in it too and he i remember like at the end he like break dances to like do you remember the 21st night of september it is it is the greatest thing on earth like you have to watch this movie (laughs) i what's it called get over it get over it uh that's my saturday night in it's so good it's seriously amazing (laughs) she also did a brief comedic cameo appearance in the film scary movie 2 and she was a judge on the lifetime reality series yo mama don't dance (laughs) wait where can i find clips of this (laughs) i've never even heard of that show but it's so amazingly named um in 2006 she assembled a radio disney aimed group for four young teenagers named the truth squad where she allowed the group to cover her famous song graduation and she wrote a number of songs for their duet or sorry she wrote a number of songs for their debut album as well as she producing it and the album was released on april 3rd 2007 and it failed to spark much interest besides a brief appearance on the top kid audio chart but despite that the group's video for their single was like heavily promoted on the disney channel so like them disney channel kids were all about that fucking band and the song and the video um (laughs) in 2007 she also assembled and produced the girl group the stunners and the group was signed to columbia records and later universal republic records the group split in early 2011 but three of the members of the band went on to be really famous in their own careers and this included pop singer tinashe um an actress named Ali Gonino, who I don't know, but she's from The Lion Game, and Haley Kiyoko, who joined like the Disney-formed on-screen group Lemonade Mouth. And I've heard of Haley Kiyoko before. Apparently, she's like the raging Disney Channel lesbian. Like everyone, Ooh. she's like a huge, the biggest like LGBT in like you know young pop culture, I guess. Yes. So, um, she also has written and co-written many songs for other Disney artists, including Miley Cyrus as Hannah Montana, and she did songs for Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez for their Disney Channel original movie. But probably what I'd imagine her most greatest accomplishment occurred on March 21st, 2012, when Nickelodeon named Vitamin C their vice president of music shut up and she is still in that role today 
She oversees all music for Nickelodeon and its sister cable channels, which are Nick Jr., Nicktoons, and Teen Nick. And she's in charge of day-to-day on-site management for recording sessions and video shoots, as well as working with Nick's marketing and press divisions to coordinate their music initiatives. Oh my god, I love that, and I'm looking her up on LinkedIn right now. Isn't that so cool? VP of music. I love it. For Nickelodeon. Recently, well, not recently, like, I don't know, probably a a few years ago. Actually, probably like 2007, I think it was. No, not 2007. It had to have been after she got this job in 2012. So sometime in the past couple of years, MTV News interviewed Vitamin C where she revealed details on a comeback with two new albums, though no release dates or labels have yet been cited. And um, in the June 11 issue, People magazine had a special Where Are They Now article uh, where she said that she was about to finish work on a children's world music album that would celebrate diversity through songs like the Indian-styled Bhangra on and on and we all share the same sky these are like two songs i guess Mm. and that she started work on a non-children's third vitamin c album she described as gold frap meets vitamin c which she had hoped to have out by 2007 which didn't happen um but regarding the album she stated quote just because you're not always on mtv doesn't mean you're not actively working both of those albums have yet to be released but claims are made that she is still coming out with more music and as of today she's currently 46 years old and her net worth is 8 million good job colleen (laughs) right well like what i think is so cool is that like i mean she's one of those people that like kind of pretty much had like a one hit two hit wonder Mm -hmm. but like she just kept going for it and going for it and going for it and going for it and like she really didn't have all that great success in her own music career but somehow like her repeated like interest in continuing to create produce get her branding out there have things made network uh help like she's like got really heavily into that like young female artist world with like the disney channel and nickelodeon and like she just like refused to go away and even though she wasn't extremely successful herself somehow her continuous efforts to maintain relevance in the industry landed her a fucking vp role in nick music like how the fuck did that happen i love how that is like your favorite part of her story that is my favorite fucking thing ever like i think it is awesome because i just feel like a role that high like you would imagine somebody like alicia keys or something like somebody super 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 iconic as like a music artist would land a role like that but like she kind of was you know mediocre in her musical talents and she still was able to fucking kill the game and land a job like that yeah and still very i like that she a is still driven to be creative even if she's not releasing music like it sounds like she's a ton of unreleased stuff yeah um and that the way she channeled that was to like help other people do it yeah so rad like there's so many different 
I like that quote too about like just because you're not on MTV doesn't mean that you're not working and making money, you know? Yeah. And like, I think that's also what's so interesting is because like when I decided to pick her, I picked her because of how well I knew her during the year 2000 and how much I love that song and how I loved her in the movie Get Over It and just like little tiny things about her. But then, then doing this research and reading more and more, I'm like, holy fuck, I didn't know that she was such a strong like advocate of, you know, building these careers from the young up yeah and like even some of like tinashe she's huge right now Mm -hmm. and to think that she like scouted tinashe and got her into that young girl group and that three of those girls even though that band didn't reach extreme success they're all three now have huge careers because of this little band vitamin c decided to put together right so like i think that's the cool thing about her is that she had so many projects so many things going on that even though they all didn't hit like the sky high success Mm -hmm. it still created this like trifecta of just like all these millions of successes out of it yeah she's done she's done good yeah she's done good for herself yeah so yeah that's vitamin c and i'm i want to be the vp of music at fucking nickelodeon i also just want to give a shout out to nickelodeon that was like my like fuck disney channel bro i'm just gonna say it like i love nickelodeon growing up it was i had like a subscription to nick magazine i had the crazy nickelodeon telephone in my bedroom like oh my god it was just like such a weird channel i loved nickelodeon big ups big ups big ups what's your favorite nickelodeon show fuck face i don't know that one just kidding it's not a show remember like remember between each nickelodeon show that like the whole screen would turn like blue or something and it'd just be like a face lips just like lips talking (laughs) at you oh my god i don't remember it would be like thanks for watching next up we have like it would be like a little just like host of nick remember it was so yes that channel was so weird i loved that shit i know (laughs) did stuff like that yeah i loved it ah love nickelodeon um is her do you think i'll be able to guess her sign (sighs) no okay not really but i don't know maybe i don't even know where to start um so i guess like the two ones i have to guess are like totally different um so one of them is gemini just because she had so many different projects going on and like none of them like you were saying none of them like got huge i feel like that's a very gemini thing is to have your hand in a bunch of different pots um and then my other guess part of me wants to guess capricorn even though she didn't like make it to the top because she just never quit yeah those are my top two guesses so she's neither of them okay she's a water sign okay but i mean cancer yeah okay i like keep ending up with these cancer ladies i swear i've had like four in a row all right no comment you have (laughs) you really have you've been having a lot of cancers but yeah i don't know like i feel like nothing in this story really screamed cancer to me but it was really very career focused so Mm -hmm. i feel like if i knew more about her personal life maybe it would make more sense but i couldn't find anything well she nurtured and brought up other baby artists that's true that is true 
So that makes sense. She, yeah. like, paved the way for them, kind of. So that's very, I think, Cancerian. Yeah. Cool. Okay. What was her full name? Colleen what, Fitzpatrick? Colleen Ann. So Irish. Also, how did you know that was her name? Because her name's... Because there's only so many Colleens that are famous, and I know them all. Okay. Because, yeah, like, right when I, I said her first name, you already, like, jaw-dropped. And I'm like, how the fuck does she even well, know Well, I jaw-dropped because it's my name, and I never oh. hear it. Like, how many famous Colleens are there? But then when, once you said Fitzpatrick, I knew exactly who it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. That was, like, the only famous... Like, what other famous Colleen is there? Besides me, obviously. I don't know exactly yeah i don't know vitamin c uh cool i like that i'm really glad that you brought up graduation right and i honestly didn't realize it was still such a big deal to people it's still a huge deal i love it the other song that always i think about during graduation time is like yeah yep all right As we go on, we remember all the times we had together. Maybe I should be reviewing my notes instead of singing into this stupid microphone. I got way too high before this episode. Okay. When I found out that we were setting the theme as 20 for our 20th episode, I was thinking about like artists from the 2000s was probably going to do a pop star because that's all I can think about in the millennium. But I had a moment where I was like, you know what I think of when I think of the number 20 is the number 2020, which is the name of a show that was co-hosted by Barbara Walters. Yeah! And that is who I will be covering for our 20th episode. Nice! This is 2020, and I'm Barbara Walters. (laughs) So, if you happen to not know who Barbara Walters is, then I fear for you. But just so you know, she is an American broadcast journalist and TV personality. And I was thinking about this. I'm like, she might be the most, like, famous news anchor of all time. Like, I know there's Walter Conkright and a couple other people, but she's up there. Like, if you think of broadcast journalism, she's one of the first people that comes to your mind. Um, So she hosted, over the years, The Today Show, 2020, The View, and ABC Evening News. And she was the first female co-anchor of a network evening news program. Uh, Barbara Walters was born, I, girl, this is a theme for me, either in 1929 or 1931 in Boston, Massachusetts to Jewish parents. Why do I keep picking people whose birth years are in flux? So it's like, for some reason, it's like, it says in like Wikipedia that she was born in 1929, but she has been documented in interviews saying she was born in 1931. So weird. Who knows? She was born in Boston to Jewish parents. Her father was in show business in a bunch of different ways. So he was a Broadway producer. He was an entertainment director for the Tropicana in Las Vegas at one point. He was a booking agent, just like was always doing some kind of stuff in the um, in the show business. And they grew up between 
New York, DC, and, or excuse me, New York, Boston, and Miami Beach of all places, which made me laugh since I was just there. Um, her father made and lost several fortunes throughout his show business career because it was just totally unstable and he could never predict where it was going to go. But she grew up surrounded by celebrities. So she was never like uncomfortable with them. She never really stood in awe of them, which would become very useful for her in her later career where she would be interviewing like the biggest celebrities of all time. Um, she gets a bachelor's in English from Sarah Lawrence and begins working for an NBC network affiliate in New York City doing PR. So that's her first foray into uh, into news. She ends up producing a show for TV host Igor Cassini, who I've never heard of, but left the show after her boss kept pressuring her to marry him and then got in a fist fight with her boyfriend. <laughs> So that's fun. She ends up joining NBC's The Today Show in 1961 as a writer. From there, she moves into becoming one of their regular Today Girls, as they called them. And at that point in the 1960s, like, yes, there were women news anchors, but they were basically doing bullshit soft news. Like, here's the weather and like, let's look at this dog fashion show. Like, they weren't ever getting to do like the hard news stories, like going after the leads. Uh, she called these, Barbara Walters refor- refers to these types of journalists as, quote, tea pourers. Like, basically, they were just there to, sh- to show that they had a female on air and all they did was like fluff pieces fluff pieces so within one year of her joining the today show she is developing writing and editing her own reports so she basically was like fuck that i'm not gonna sit here in poor tea and talk about dog fashion shows like i'm a real journalist i want to get this shit done so that's really where she makes her name is in the today show she had a great relationship with the host hugh downs and basically was a co-anchor but not in title but she basically was when Hugh Downs left the program, his co-anchor Frank McGee became the host, and he refused to make Barbara Walters a co-anchor. He also refused to do joint interviews with her unless he got to ask the first three questions. So, like, she's two jobs deep in her career. The first one she had to leave because her psycho boss wanted to marry her and uh, harass the people she was dating. And the second job she has, she has to deal with this dude's fucking baby back ego bullshit because he doesn't want to have a female co-anchor. Great. Yeah. So she's, like, making, she's paving the way for a lot of people. Um, that motherfucker dies like three years after he becomes the co-host and then she moves right on into that spot. So what are you going to say about that, bitch? (laughs) Obviously, Barbara Walters is a witch. She killed him with her magic. Um... So that's that's where she got her like big big start was on the Today Show. She eventually becomes co-host of the ABC Evening News. Uh, her co-anchor Harry Reasoner was an asshole to her and hated having her as a co-anchor because he claimed that he didn't like having co-anchors, even though he worked for like six years with a male co-anchor previously and had no problems with him. Great. Again, just putting up with these baby back bitches. She's only there for about two years because obviously that place sucked because her co-anchor was a dick. But then she moves on to the to 2020 where she's a host and producer starting in 1979 all the way through 2004. This is what most people know her from. And she actually interviewed that asshole co-anchor who didn't want to work with her when she was on 2020 for like some book that he published. Uh, his name was Harry Reasoner. Have you ever heard of him? 
No? Exactly. <laughs> so fuck you, Harry. <laughs> I just love that she interviewed him. Like, yeah, that's so like, good. Hi, so I'm obviously much more famous than you now. What's going on oh with you? Oh, God. <laughs> um... So she's most well known probably for 2020 and also as the co-host, creator, and executive producer of The View, which was started in 1997. Um, The View is a show that's an all-women cast, basically, and they just like sit around, talk about shit, and interview people. So as, as funny as that sounds, like that was such a huge deal in 1997 to just have like four or five women on air talking about real life shit. Like that was huge. Um, that is, show is still running. She no longer hosts it and she doesn't write for it, but she still serves as, as its executive producer and she's won several Emmys for The View. Nice. So that's like an overview of her career. Now I want to talk about the interviews this woman has done because like this is the fucking gold mine. So Barbara Walters is known for like what you might call scoop interviews or personality journalism. So she basically sits one-on-one with some big personality, whether it's like a celebrity, a world leader, and she just goes in and asks them the real ass questions. She's interviewed like everybody. She's interviewed every president since 1979. Uh, she's interviewed world leaders from, she's interviewed like Cuban presidents, like people that nobody has access to. She's emailed Oscar, emailed, she's interviewed Oscar nominees. Um, her last interview was in 2015 when Donald Trump was still a presidential candidate. Um, so she basically just like, if you are somebody, you are talking to Barbara Walters. Mm -hmm. She was the person who got Ricky Martin to say that he was gay. No way. Yeah. Like, like she, during an interview? Yes. Holy fuck. Yeah. She was just like, basically, so what is it, Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> so in one of her more famous interviews that she is often criticized for, Barbara Walters interviewed actress Katherine Hepburn and asked her, quote, if you were a tree, what kind would you be? Oh, my God. <laughs> but apparently it happened because in a different video of Hepburn, she's shown as saying that she would like to be a tree. So Walters was following up and basically being like, you said you want to be a tree. What kind of tree? But people were like, really, bitch? You just asked somebody what kind of tree they want to be? For the record, she would want to be an oak tree because they're beautiful and strong. God, Yoko would have really appreciated that question. <laughs> she really would have. Uh, in 1977, Barbara Walters interviewed Cuban leader Fidel Castro on air in Cuba, which is like, holy fucking shit. She basically goes out there for two days. They follow her around. She asks him, here's a, here's the thing she says to him, to the fucking Cuban president, like in his own country. I would be so scared. You allow no dissent. Your newspapers, radio, television, motion pictures are under state control, to which he replied, Barbara, our concept of freedom of the press is not yours if you asked us if a newspaper could appear here against socialism i can say honestly no it cannot appear it would not be allowed by the party the government or the people in that sense we do not have the freedom of the press that you possess in the u.s and we are very satisfied about that she concluded the broadcast of the interview by remarking what we disagreed on most profoundly is the meaning of freedom and that is what truly separates us but like seriously like a female news anchor going to cuba in 1970 fucking seven 
to interview Fidel Castro. Like, she's such a badass. Yeah, for sure. Um, One of her most famous interviews was on March 3rd, 1999, when she interviewed Monica Lewinsky, who needs no introduction. It was seen by 74 million viewers, which was the highest rating ever for a news program at the time. And I think still to this day. She asked Lewinsky, what will you tell your children when you have them? Which is like a ratty ass question, by the way. Yeah, that is. And Lewinsky replied, mommy made a big mistake. At which point, Walters brought the program to the close, turned to the viewers and said, and that is the understatement of the year. (gasps) (laughs) Like, this is Barbara Walters. She goes in for the fucking jugular. Oh, my God. Um... Also, like, every president gets his dick sucked by everyone. I know. I was actually thinking if we do, like, another villainess episode, she would be a great person to cover. She would. Because now, if if the Monica Lewinsky thing happened now, it would be so different. Yeah. Like, people just, like, hounded her. It was all about her. I mean, obviously, people were mad at Clinton, but it was like, she's a whore. She's this. She's that. She's blah, 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 blah. It would be so different now. Like, she was, like, a 20-something-year-old intern, and, the pre- like, the most powerful person in the world was coming on to her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? You know? Anyway. Yeah, Monica Lewinsky might, might appear on this podcast at some point. <laughs> um, so... She also had an interview with, I'm trying to think of the ones that I've seen. Like some of the things I remember when she, do you remember Ellen Page, who was the star of Juno? Yeah. So she interviewed her before the Oscars because she got nominated for an Oscar and it was such a big uh-huh. deal because she was young. And I remember Barbara Walters was like, do you think you deserve an Oscar? <laughs> like she asked these questions that you're just like, holy shit, Barbara. Like she goes in. Um, I'm trying to think, there was one other one. I do remember she asked Lady Gaga point blank if she made out with or slept with women. And it's such a good interview. This is from like 2009, like when she first came out. And you see Lady Gaga get all like, oh my God, like, I don't know, Barbara, you're embarrassing me. And then Barbara does this thing. She's like, well, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, which like, then you have to answer it. Yep. Like once you say that, you look like an asshole for not. And she's so good at what she does. Yeah, she knows Uh, all the one-liners. Yeah, she like traps people. She does, and that's the thing with Barbara Walters is like once like I would be terrified to do an interview with her. Like once you're in the chair across from her, it's all it's all out in the open. Yeah, she should be like an FBI agent. Seriously, (laughs) maybe she is. Maybe she's a fucking spy. Like we don't know because she's a spy. But seriously, like, she gets it all out of people. Um, So basically, over the course of her career, she has been nominated for 11 primetime Emmys. So this is for a mix of, like, writing, producing, hosting. She won one primetime Emmy. She's also been nominated for 16 daytime Emmys and has won three daytime Emmys, including their Lifetime Achievement Award. So this woman has literally been nominated for 28 Emmys over the course of her career. She's won five. Um, She's obviously one of the most well-known broadcasters of all time. Her net worth is $170 million. Wow. Yeah. She's been published several times, has written autobiographies. Um, Real quick, because I know you're going to want to know her dating life, Melissa. She has been married four times to three men. So she married her fourth, her third and fourth husband were the same person. Nice. Which like, what? 
what is that like that happens all the time it does happen all the time i don't or, like it. couples get divorced but then they just stay together and then yeah. they're like they're like separated but like together forever i mean like i can maybe understand that because of money but i'm like why would you get divorced and then get okay whatever um so she married four times to three different men she dated a lawyer named roy Cohn when she was in college and like this is her ride or die he helped get her father out of like a lawsuit he proposed to her on the eve of her marriage to her second husband so like a cool decade plus after they dated in college and he proposed to her the night before her wedding and she was like no i'm marrying someone tomorrow um fucking dick (laughs) what like, I swear if some homie comes blasting from the past Word. the day before my wedding and proposes, I'm slapping you across the face. <laughs> Be warned, y'all. Be fucking warned. Um, she has also dated or been romantically linked to the Federal Reserve Chair, former Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan, U.S. Senator John Warren, U.S. Senator Edward Brooke, and she mentions this in her own autobiography, who was married at the time of their affair... Oh, wow. And in 2007, she dated Pulitzer Prize winning gerontologist Robert Neal Butler. So she's just like, and like her bosses were like fist fighting to marry her. Like she's got some magic pussy for sure. She does. Barbara Walters with a magic pussy. Um, That's pretty much it. I mean, we could talk forever about all the things she's produced and whatever but i think like why i really liked her when i was reading her story obviously she was a trailblazer in her industry but also just the fact that like she just kept beating men at their own game like all of these men would just get like get in these weird ego things with her and not want to work with her not give her the spotlight and she just like kept trucking and is now one of the most successful journalists of all time and like who are those men even like i've never heard of any of them how old is she right now she's eight i think she's 89 holy fuck she's 89. that old mm-hmm. oh and my she god she retired she officially retired from journalism in 2013 but has since occasionally made appearances on abc to interview some people including donald trump and a couple other people so occasionally she'll come back and like that's what it is to be barbara walters you can just show up to abc and be like i want to interview this person i'm barbara fucking walters (laughs) and they're like done like i don't think it's even legal to turn down an interview invite from her like if you are asked to be interviewed by barbara walters you can't say no no you can't do that no she did a joint interview in november 1977 with uh walter cronkite they interviewed then egypt's president I don't know how to say that name, and the Israel prime minister. And at the end of the interview, Cronkite is clearly heard saying on tape, did Barbara get anything I didn't get? Like basically, yeah, exactly. Basically trying to be like, like we didn't even need her. Like, you know what? They just all fucking suck. Yeah. They really, really hard. But I just, it sounds, she just didn't give a fuck. She was like, whatever, dude, I'm going to keep going. And you're going to know this name. Well, I think that's why they were so many of them were so persistent on like pushing her aside. I think because they were so intimidated by her like, oh, I won't be stopped. Like, try it. Try it. Yeah. Totally threatened by her. Yeah. Totally threatened by her. But it's so interesting. Like, I also was just thinking how she had this particular effect over men. Yeah. They either fucking lost their minds, were in love with her, 
or they were deeply, deeply intimidated by her. I'm just like, oh, like, she's so magical. They were probably both at the same time. Yeah, for sure. And that's why it, like, it resulted in them having so many complicated, you know, issues with her. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. Uh, Fuck, I wish I was Barbara Walters. She's so (laughs) cool. She just says everything in such a calm voice. Yeah. That it's, like... She's very calm, cool, and collected, professional. Yeah. That she can just get anything out of you because, like, mm-hmm. you can't even emotionally react to her because she's yeah. so fucking chill. She's um, sick. Yep. Yep. I love it. That's Barbara Walters. Sorry I was high, but we made it through. Um, um, I have guesses. I would be so surprised if you can guess this. Really? Yeah. But maybe you can because you're good at that. So go. My, my first... So I have two guesses. My first is Leo. Okay. My second's Libra. I, you're so good at this. She's a Libra. Is she? Yes. I would have <laughs> never guessed that. Why did you guess Libra? Well, I thought she was more... My, okay, my first guess was Libra. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, I think she's a Leo. I think she's a fucking Leo. Um, I, I, I chose Libra because... Uh, She's somebody that is so confident, successful, um, and comfortable in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, which also works for Leo. Right. Um, and that she seems to thrive very well in a, like, in a career environment where, like, she's spotlighted and where she's dealing with, um, like, high-level people. Yeah. Like, she, she runs in an elite world, and I feel Word. like that's, like, Libra's goal. Word. That Libras, makes sense. Libras want to be, like, elitist. They want to be the host of the party. Like, they want True. to be the one collecting all the people and getting them together and, like... True. True. You know, ha- having the best party of the year. And, like, she seems like the type of person <sighs> that does really well in that role. And is comfortable in that role. I think the reason I was surprised to find out she was a Libra is because I I always think that Libras don't like conflict or confrontation, but she clearly is someone who does not give a fuck about that. So that was, like, why I was kind of surprised to find out. But everything you're saying is totally spot on. Like, she's literally been hanging out with celebrities since she was a little kid. Yeah. So, yeah. And did, like, like, everything, yeah, just, like, kept climbing and getting in, like, higher and higher circles, for sure. Yeah. And, like, just her, uh... And everyone's like, in love with her, so They all, that's also, they love her. That's very They're Libra. infatuated with her. She's the most popular woman around. Right. Like, like you said, like, she's, like, retired, but if she wants to come back for an interview, who would ever say no? Like... Right. That's just... She's just that person, and I feel yeah. like that, that... I think that screams really Leo or Libra. Mm-hmm. Um... But I did think she was a Leo, too. I can see, yeah. I can see that for sure. How funny. I don't know. It's hard. I don't know what I would have guessed her as. Because when you, you know, like you Google your person and the first thing you see is their fucking birthday. So you never get like a chance to really speculate on it. I don't know what I would have guessed for her. I would have maybe guessed, I would have maybe guessed Gemini or Virgo just because she's so good at getting information out of people, which is like very Mercury. Yeah, that's true. But she's close. She's close to Virgo. Her birthday was September 25th. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just for some reason getting a lot of fire sign out of her. Word. Uh, so, oh, I lost her face. Oh, well. 
So, for, oh, you came back. So, that's Barbara Walters. She does have, oh, I also meant to mention, she has one child, and on an interview of hers, someone who, someone who was interviewing her um, back in the 2000s, she was quoted as saying her biggest regret in life was not having more children, which I thought oh, wow. was kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Woo! I feel like I've been doing a lot of Libras. Well, that's probably good because I feel like we didn't do a lot of them for a while. Yeah, we didn't. We went like 12 episodes in a Libra. And then we talked shit about them a bunch, so now we're just (laughs) Sorry, Libs. Libies. Um, I have a woman of the week. Do you? (sighs) No. Who's your woman of the week? Uh, my woman of the week is Melissa, my co-host, <laughs> for the amazing coaching session we had prior to this episode where her Whoville bun that sits perfectly erect on top of her head was like bouncing back and forth <laughs> while she was imitating men walking around like dogs. It was just really beautiful <laughs> and extremely empowering. And she got my head in a good place and cleared up some dick confusion i had so i really really appreciate it no that was like great though that was like a bomb ass coaching session you you gave me so much life i like really needed that so thank you Woo! now you can fucking fuck this day up (laughs) fuck it up and then fuck it back down hell yeah okay well thank you for you um god i think my woman of the week is the lady from podcon that finally emailed me back (laughs) I haven't even read the response. Did you respond to it? Yeah, in less than a second. So back to Did you ask more questions? Yes, because all No, I asked the same questions I'd originally asked that went unanswered. So basically backstory is PodCon refused to give us any information about our booth situation. And like like we said earlier, it's two weeks away and they didn't feel the need to tell us what day we were setting up, what like access we would have in order to like perfectly execute our presentation. Like I had 75,000 questions and basically they've been ghosting me for months. So I was starting to get into like, I'm going to fucking kill you mode. And then they finally wrote back like two days ago. So shout out to the lady from PodCon who finally answered my questions. You put my anxiety to rest and now I'm ready to destroy in two weeks. So this entire situation has been cracking me up for weeks because it just perfectly highlights the difference between Melissa and I. She's like so Virgo, like I need to know X, Y, Z, like where's my mark? Where's my outlet? Where's this? And I'm over here in Gemini land. I'm like, we'll just fucking wing it. Like we'll just show up and just like throw a table up. and she dude y'all should see she has been sending some pretty uh we'll say persistent is the polite word emails to podcon that woman is probably so terrified of you well they're just probably like oh god we hate the sisterhood of the bottomless mimosa (laughs) they probably gave us like the worst booth area in the convention i know bitch that's what i'm saying i'm over here trying to build an empire and it starts at fucking podcon i paid you money give me info that's how you should that's what you should email next i'm (laughs) trying to build a fucking empire (laughs) 
with our 90 listeners i'm not asking for anyone to sacrifice one of their kidneys i just want to know if i have a fucking outlet and if there's a wall behind the table (laughs) that's so hard to answer yes apparently yes <sighs> anyway the whole thing has cracked me up i'm glad they responded to you well it I was some bullshit though because they did say they did one of those things that people do where they're like we'll get back to you in a day and then like three weeks later got back to us well yeah and like i literally like the day that they emailed back i was in my car driving to work and i was speaking to myself and i'm like when i get to work and i sit down at my desk i'm gonna finally send an unprofessional threatening email oh my god melissa <laughs> I'm going to handle the email correspondence for the podcast from here on out. And then I got to work, sat down, opened the email, and they had sent me all the info. And I'm like, ooh, you were, that was a close one. You got out of that one. You almost just fucking died. By a feather. By a feather. So, yeah. Um, But no, I don't have any women of the week (laughs) this week, of course. Uh, Well, now y'all know, don't fuck with Melissa by email. Listen, just answer my questions and everything will be fine. Nobody will get hurt. Yeah. So we will be tabling on Sunday. Uh, I'm sure we'll be hungover. It will be great. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, I guess that's it, y'all. Are we recording next week? Yeah, we're recording next week. Okay, so we have one more episode before the PodCon episode. And then we're going to take a week off for PodCon um go look at our gofundme guys give us your money give us your dollars (laughs) or let us know if you want us to send you some podcon stickers that you can go rep our fucking podcast yeah you can just like leave them in cafes you can stick them on poles in your neighborhood like you don't even have to interact with anybody you could just like stick them places just like graffiti and litter the entire town you live in just break all the municipal laws of your town easy peasy for us easy peasy oh i have a double woman of the week okay my fucking therapist subscribed to the podcast no way yes she told me this on thursday i was like aren't you fucking sick of listening to me talk (laughs) and she was like she was like no like learning about women and like wine yeah i could listen to that and i was like oh well i've shouted you out multiple times and i was like you don't ever need to listen just hit subscribe and hit five stars i don't care and i will say the same thing to all of y'all like you guys don't even have to listen to the like tell your friends be like you don't even have to listen just like do them a favor and subscribe and that will like help us get more visible in all the apps that we're on exactly um and I hope this is not the first episode she listens to, because I've just been stoned the whole time. Hey. Hey, Tanya. <laughs> Big fucking shout out. Thank you for Woo! listening to me talk endlessly. All right. All right. Is that it? That's it. I'm done. Okay. Okay. Well, we will talk to you guys later. Bye, chickens. Bye.